What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Compile Swift podcast. I'm your host, as always, Peter Widom. You can find me and this podcast at compileswift.com. It's been a little while since I had an episode out because I've been busy with a lot of uh, projects and a lot of things and priorities to take care of. But we're going to get right back into the swing of things here. And this episode is going to be called Don't Buy It, Build It. So as software developers, we use a lot of tools, fair to say, right? And maybe even more than we probably need to, but we're always looking for ways to improve our process. And that usually involves new tools at some point. But I want to put forward this idea of building the tools you need rather than buying them. Now, what I mean by that is, firstly, you should always support tool makers, right? Especially independent developers. I'm, I'm big on supporting those folks. So, you know, I'm not saying don't ever buy any software again. But there are lots of little things, convenience tools, if you like, that we have that we know we could probably build ourselves. Or there's tools that we have that have that little thing that just kind of irritates you or is missing. And you're like, oh, I wish they would just do this. Those are prime examples for building your own tools, to solve that problem. But there's other reasons to do it as well. And I'm going to go into a few of them here. So first of all, you learn new ways to solve problems because you're taking on something that, you know, you know, you've got an end goal in mind. It's not some project where it's a case of, okay, if it's not quite what I wanted, it's fine. And things like that. You've got an end goal you're going to work towards and you're inevitably going to learn new ways to solve problems you've never hit before. So that, that's good, right? Practice your craft in many ways. You're going to be exposed to parts of a platform you ne- may never experience otherwise. For example, maybe you do something, I don't know, you're on iOS and you're going to use location services or you're on the Mac and you're going to lo- use some service on there that you're just not familiar with or unlikely to use in other scenarios maybe it's you know this tool that you need is very different than the kind of project you would normally build and and again these are all great ways to expand your skill set and to make tools that are useful to you you're also going to be fully invested in making those tools better over time because as you use them you're going to find new things you either did wrong or new things you want to add in there and you're going to work on them. And so they're going to get better and better. A prime example of that is I wrote myself a a Mac tool for writing the markdown files for each of the blog posts on the Compile Swift website. And it's not the best tool in the world, but it does exactly what I need. And I learned a lot from making that, from things like working with the file system, uh, passing markdown, all of those kind of things, right? So those are important. And these are skills you're going to pick up by doing things and using services and APIs that you, you just wouldn't normally use. Your skills are going to be constantly tested for that very reason. This is good. This is a good thing. It will make you, uh, force you in many ways to expand your skill set into areas that maybe, let's be honest, maybe you're a little afraid of touching, right? For example, maybe you've never done anything with the photos frameworks and you're kind of a bit wary of, no, I don't want to touch those unless I have to. But if you force yourself to do it, yes, it may be painful as you're working through them. But the reward of at the end of it of I built this thing 
does exactly what I wanted, and I took it on, learned it, and solved the problems. Again, expanding your skill set. And who knows, the tools that you create, you may realize at the end of it, are useful to other people. And hey, you just added something new to your product lineup, something to think about there as well, right? Um, you know, the, again, if you're making a tool for you, chances are you're not the only person in the universe that needs that tool, right? So you may find that other folks will go, when you're talking to them about, oh yeah, I'm working on this project for X, and they may go, hey, that's really cool. I wish I had something like that. Great. Now you can take this project that was just for you and turn it into a side project or something like that that could end up being a product in your lineup. Now, that's great because it has other benefits. Because ultimately when that happens, and regardless of whether you release it to the public or not, you are building items, products, whatever you want to call them, for your portfolio. That is something else that is obviously very super important. You know, inevitably, whenever someone's looking to hire you, be it as a full-time position, as a contractor, freelancer, whatever it may be, solve a problem for them, the likelihood is they're going to ask, well, what have you done? What can I work? Can I see that you've done? Great. The more stuff you have in your portfolio, the more varied um, application types or games or whatever it may be, all of those kind of things. By having those in your portfolio, it's going to greatly expand upon your skill set, like I've said, but also your marketability as you as a developer or a studio or whatever the situation may be, because you are putting stuff out there and saying, look, this is what I got. Um, you can see that I'm capable of making this different style of application for this different problem and using a whole bunch of different um, APIs and services and backends or whatever it may be. And that greatly helps you and makes it a lot easier for you to market yourself by showing that you have that kind of scope as opposed to, you know, just someone who makes the same kind of app over and over again. So I wanted to put that out there just as some thoughts in a short episode here about, like I say, you know, don't buy it, build it. Or maybe, you know, next time around, instead of upgrading at all, think about, hey, should I, should I make my own version of this, right? Just give it some thought, but do not stop supporting indie app developers. I want to make that very clear, right? Um, there's a lot of very cool software out there. And I'm not saying don't go get it. I'm just saying, you know, there's extra benefits from making your own tools. If you have any thoughts on this, let me know. Compile Swift everywhere on the networks, right? You know where to find me. Uh, I'd love to have conversations about this. If you want to come on the podcast and talk about this, you're more than welcome to. Just go to compileswift.com uh, forward slash contact. There's a form there you can fill in. We'll get a conversation going. If this has been helpful. You know what to do, all the things, right? You know, tell your developer friends about this podcast. Greatly appreciated. Thank you to everybody who's been doing the ratings and reviews. I appreciate that as well. And if you want to step it up to the next level, uh, you can uh, buy me a coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash PWCOM. And there's a link in the show notes. And just buy me a coffee because Lord knows I love my coffee, as you all know. That's it, folks. Have a great week. And I will speak to you in the next episode.